can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hi, it's Kelly with Talking Pools, Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan. Today, we are going to talk about quality control in our industry. We have been facing... There is no one manufacturer, service person, distributor that hasn't had their challenges this year and last year, pretty much ever since COVID hit that has made things difficult. So when it comes to manufacturing, people have discussions and trying to see if, you know, it's just hate or if it's just hair or if it's just and in reality, it's everybody. So I wanted to talk a little bit about things that you can do to try to keep yourself safe from the defective part and still make it so that you're not spending too much time out of your day on getting those things to fix. So we know that we go and we buy our equipment from distribution. And when you get it, sometimes you're in a hurry to get to the first job or the next job, or even let's say you had it delivered because it saved you time. When you get that equipment, you really do need to open it up and check. So if you're a distribution, I really recommend opening up the box and seeing if you can see anything quickly that could be not right. This could be cartridges. Open up the box and just make sure there aren't any cracks on the top or bottom or any tears to the pleats. That way, if there isn't any issue, you could return it immediately and get a new one. That is going to save you a lot of time because if they end up being cracked, you can't install them. So you may have to wait till the next day, next time you're in the supplier, next time you're at the customer's house, or you're going to have to take that extra hour to go back to the supplier, get new ones and come back. Ah, man, this sucks. The same thing goes for filters, control panels, uh, pumps, lights, Take that extra couple minutes just to open the box and glance and see if you see anything. Recently, I've had a few things that have happened where if I was lucky that nothing worse happened. I had a control panel that I was installing and I, I did rush. I didn't open up the box and check it and, you know, make sure everything was fine. I mounted it up, put a breaker in it so that the equipment could work until I came back the next day to finish the job. And when I went to take the breaker off, the bus bar came off with it. That can be very dangerous. So in situations where you are dealing with electrical, I would strongly recommend that you turn the breaker off at the main panel so that no electricity is going to that pool equipment. I know some of us are like, well, why should I do that? If I'm not messing with the main electrical line into the box, it's, you know, I just need to turn the breakers off. If you don't turn the breaker off at the main, 
then it's all it could get hurt. You know, when that bus bar came off for me, it hit the other bus bar and luckily nothing bad happened. It could be worse. Or let's say you accidentally touch the bus bar as you're doing something in the control panel, that bus bar is going to have electricity to it and that can hurt you. So just take those extra steps with, when you're dealing with electrical and just make sure there's no power whatsoever. So turn the breaker off at the main, test the bus bars and where the electrical is going in to make sure there is no power going to it. That way you can stay safe. When it comes to filters, check to make sure everything is nice and tight. If you don't notice anything at first, you know, when you just quickly open the box, when you get to the job site, when you fully open it, give it a once over, make sure the plug is nice and firm, the pressure gauge and the air relief is attached, make band is firm. One thing I've done my entire career because my parents had known somebody who got hit in the face, I will turn the system on and then I will actually go far away and let the filter go, turn on. And that way I could try to avoid getting hit in the face, maybe the band not being on and just blowing off. Um, recently I had a filter I installed. You know, I made sure the plug was was on tight because I knew that was an issue with a lot of filters and I made sure the band was on tight, but I didn't make sure that where the pressure gauge and the um, air relief was, I didn't make sure that was on tight. And when I turned that filter on, luckily I wasn't close to it, it blew off. It went straight up in the air, went across the yard and landed it in a corner. If I would have been right there over it, waiting for the the air to get out from opening the air relief, I could have got hit in the face and hurt really bad. We can't blame the manufacturers for all of it. Yes, they are trying their best to make sure everything is inspected before it is sent out. But because people are trying to manufacture things very quickly and they experience shortages in employment, you know, we don't have enough labor workers or people being sick and getting COVID and the production line having to be stopped. You know, they're trying to keep up with the demand that, come on, it's been crazy. Everyone has to say, look, it, where I live, usually the winter is slow. I've been going, going, going for the last two to three years. So just be a little more careful when you're doing those jobs. Take the couple extra minutes to look at things and examine it and make sure, you know, it's the way it should be. Now, we know that that happens, okay? It's inevitable. You know, they're changing vendors for manufacturing the equipment because one vendor can't keep up or they close or can't get the materials. So uh, you're going to have those issues. Now you need to know who to contact when those issues arrive. So if you check your equipment at the supplier, you know, hey, it's defective. I just bought this from you. Can you please return it? But let's say you are in the field and something is broken or not made properly, or there's a crack or something's missing, you need to know your reps. Your reps should be like your best friends. You know, you're able to call them when you're in need. You can tell them what's going on and they will try and help you the best they can. If it's them talking you through the phone, them telling you, go ahead, go back to the supplier, give them the defective product, have them send an email and they'll give you a new one. No extra cost. Or they will send out one of their warranty stations. In some situations, yeah, you have to wait a little bit for the warranty station to come out. 
But if you're nice and understanding and you just explain what's going on, they really do try to work with you. Um, I really luck out that in my area, my reps for all my manufacturers are amazing. I, with that box that, you know, the bus bar came off because it wasn't attached. I called the, the rep and let them know what was going on. And they are like, hey, go back to the supplier, open up a whole new box and get a new um, power center. You know, we want to make sure that we can take care of that. And I was lucky enough that they did give me free product to make up for that extra time, but they can't always, and you just got to understand that. Um, so knowing your reps is important. It's also important for you to at least know one or two of the warranty stations for those manufacturers, because instead of you having to call the rep and the rep be busy and you have to wait around or calling the 1-800 number and being on for hours, you can call a warranty station and sometimes they'll talk you through it. If it's something that could be talked over the phone, you know, maybe a diagnosis, like what's going on. But also when you have that relationship with those warranty stations, they'll try to get out there as fast as they can. You know, it's going to be different than if the 1-800 number calls the warranty station. Uh, me personally, when I have warranty calls, I try to get to them as fast as I can and get it taken care of. Sometimes the warranty station is going to be better for you to use than yourself because you can go do something else while they handle that, that matter. This is also time to just keep in contact with your customers and let them know, hey, this is what happened. Here is our solution. This is what's going to go on from now. That way they know what's going on. If you do not communicate with them about what's going on, how are they going to be understanding? And if you communicate what you've already done before telling them, they will feel more comfortable with you. They will enjoy that you are already having a plan in place to get it taken care of as soon as possible. So those are some things that can really, really help to get through this time. Stay calm, be nice, understanding, and everyone will try to work with you. And distributors, their workers are trying their best too to give you the right item. Sometimes mistakes happen on the order form or when the uh, warehouse guy goes and picks it off a shelf, you know, maybe something is misfiled. And so the worker who may may or may not be new, he may not know what these parts are. He may only know that his gun says it's at this spot on this shelf and that's where to go. So you got to try to be calm with them as well. Like, hey, they gave you the wrong product. That's where, again, checking your stuff when you're at the supplier is really a benefit. So then you could be like, hey, this is the wrong item. Now, let's say your stuff got delivered yeah, it's going to make it a little bit more inconvenient. But if you call the branch manager, it's like, hey, be nice. Don't be mean. Be like, hey, got the wrong part. I'm on the job site. Is there anything you can do? Sometimes they can bring it to you or have an employee bring it to you. Especially if you're like, hey, I need it today. I need to get this job done. They're, they're not there to make your life hell. They're not there to be difficult. They will try and help you the best you can if you're really nice and just let them know what's going on. Mistakes happen and that's okay. There's nothing you can really do when something bad happens. It happens, but then it's not even bad. It's just a mistake. Small mistakes can be fixed.
just always check on things. And then when it comes to just our services, us providing a service, things happen. We're trying our best. You really, just to make sure that even though you have all these other obstacles that can happen, communication is key with your customers. So they know, hey, she's trying or he's trying. They're, they're getting it done. Don't do things half-assed. Like, be proud of the work that you do. Be proud of what you decided to have as your job. You know, I've gone to quite a few jobs lately where I'm coming in after someone else and they're not, they don't have the liquid type fitting connected to the, the pump. And so all I see is this hanging conduit with some wires, you know, make sure you do what you're supposed to when it comes to, if something's not up to code, when you go do work, let's call it like a remodel time, bring it up to code. That way it's safe. Keep in mind, if you are the last person on that site and something happens and something was faulty that you just ignored, you're liable for them to go after you. Plus you'll have that guilty conscience on you about, hey, you know, someone got hurt. So keep that in mind. What couple things I started doing so that I can make sure that I'm doing the best I can at every repair is I silence my phone. You know, I have one number, one or two numbers that I don't silence because, you know, I want to make sure the babysitter calls or my ex-husband calls and something's wrong with the kids, I can get a hold of. But everyone else's phone call is not important, as important as me at my job. And when you t- remove that distraction, you can do a better job at your repairs or your service. And you'll also get it done faster because you're not taking that time to get away from your phone. And if it is a new customer looking for something, if they're really serious about being interested, they'll leave you a message and you can give them a call when you're done with the job. Or let's say you take a lunch break. If they don't leave a message, then it's okay. There will be more jobs in the future. If it's one of your current customers with an issue, the length of a job isn't five, six days ignoring. It's a matter of hours that you will then get back to them later. And in most situations, it's just a pool. It will be okay. Things will be taken care of. It's not like you have to drop everything you're doing that very moment and rush over there. You you could also make it where you, they can text you and you could check your text messages more often and scan like what is important, what needs to be addressed now. So I think the gist of this episode is take your time, check things, be extra precautious, and just try to stay as calm as you can when you're dealing with the reps, when you're dealing with distribution, when you're dealing with your customers. That way, everyone can be happy and help each other out because if you're an asshole, they're not going to want to help you as much. Like I will tell you from my experience, if I have a customer cuss me out for something small, I'm not going to help them. And would you want to help somebody who's angry? And you have every right to be upset when it first happens. That's why you take a breath, calm down for a minute. You know, yes, time, time is of the essence because time is money, but Take a breath if you need to, and then call your reps, or then call your warranty station, or then call your distribution. And like I said, the nicer you are, the more they'll want to do for you. And don't be 
nervous to do that. So get to know your reps, get to know your managers, get to know everyone that could possibly be a benefit during this time and in the future. So thank you for tuning into a short episode of Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan. Uh, Dan will be with us soon. And please like, review, comment, send us an email to talkingpools at gmail.com. Any way you can, just send it to us. And we will talk to you on our next episode. Have a good day. Bye. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 